everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode of Belongings. Today, I am not going to be speaking to any guests. You're going to be hearing from me directly. And it is a sort of end of year letter. Traditionally at Karam Foundation, what I do every year at the end of the year is send a letter to all of our supporters and it goes out in the form of a newsletter. And I write it talking about all of the things that we accomplished in the past year and what we're planning to do in the future. And this year we want to change it up a little bit because we'd launched this podcast and we love the podcast so much. We thought we would actually record this as a bonus episode to share with all of our belongings, followers, as well as our Karam Foundation supporters and spread the word about the podcast as well about the work of Karam Foundation in 2022 and beyond. So here we are. And I feel a little bit, you know, nervous not having a guest to talk to and interview as I usually do. But I have some things that I'd like to share that I hope will be interesting and useful to people out there, as well as enlightening to people who support us to know kind of what happens behind the scenes and the, you know, nitty gritty of running a nonprofit organization, especially in the past few years where things have become very tough on everyone, very tough on this industry of a, a small nonprofit, and very tough on this the refugee and Syrian refugee communities in terms of supporting people and being able to continue the work that is so vital and important but sometimes is forgotten in the global context of everything happening in the world right now especially with the economic crises as well as just you know our attention spans and being pulled in many directions for many many very very worthy causes so I'm going to dive right in and kind of give you a little bit of an overview of how 2022 went for us, as well as what we're looking forward to in the future. Today, I'm speaking to you from Kedem HQ in Lake Forest, Illinois. And the reason why I chose to record this piece the day before we move and have it recorded here is because it's representative of this bittersweet roller coaster highs and lows that I think represented for me the core of 2022, of pushing through a lot of difficulties, finding success, finding glimmers of success through the people that we serve and the stories and knowing that we have made an impact, as well as continuously having to struggle through challenges, whether that's challenges within our team, challenges in, challenges within the work, um, challenges within fundraising, all the different kinds of things that make up everyday life of anybody who works in a nonprofit organization, especially in the management level. So the story of Kedem HQ, which is a great office space, something that I'd always felt like it was a dream to have an office space to get to the point where Kedem Foundation could have an actual physical office. It was a moment of accomplishment for us in 2018 when we were able to get this space and actually 2018 and 2019 have it filled with people because the space that we had before, which was at a community center down the street, we all literally sat on this one table, which I'll probably show you in a future episode because it's coming back um, to my basement where all of these things are going to be reset up in my basement, which was the office that was previous to the community center. And, uh, and previous to the basement was actually my kitchen table where, you know, I would meet up with people, you know, the original 
board, the volunteer board that we had that worked really hard on establishing Karam Foundation from 2007 to 2011 to when we had our first intern in 2000, I think, 2013, we had our first intern when all of our finances could actually fit inside at one Macy's shopping bag. And I would go see our intern halfway between here in Chicago, our first intern, Samia Akhras. Hi, Samia. She ended up joining Karam full-time for a period of time, and she's amazing. Um, she would sit down, and I would read out to her literally the donations and the contributions, and she would enter them into a sheet. We ended up being able to put together a one-page annual report that year and it was an incredible thing because we hadn't been able to do that before we were so small and those kinds of milestones and something that you build up piece by piece by piece were so incredibly important I don't think that I really it didn't really sink in at the time because at that moment you have to remember that the reason why we were growing was because of a Syrian tragedy because of the refugee crisis that was just beginning to become a humanitarian crisis because of all of the heartbreak that was happening in Syria my family was still in Syria uh, so much was happening everybody's lives were affected by this and we were all in emergency mode trying to create change in any way that we could and so you're not really thinking about oh you know we created an annual report or we did this or we did that you'd have a moment of you know, pride that you're getting to the next level of building something and then you just go straight into the emergency and you know we were very aware of the fact that we were growing to actually support this cause and the cause was growing so much way beyond the point of anybody or any government as we know now could be able to support the millions and millions of people's lives who've been upended by war and displacement and the violence and the detainment and the endless stories that you hear of Syrians who have been victims of this tragedy since 2011 and actually even before so so we sometimes we would have these moments of saying you know when we especially when things would be hard we would look back and say well we didn't even have this you know three years ago two years ago and we would feel this deep sense of pride and accomplishment when the pandemic started and i think this is something that's very relatable to so many people that kind of you felt Im immediately this I'd, this reversal there was suddenly we are in crisis mode again and it's a global crisis mode so in a way we were a little bit prepared to be in crisis mode because we were used to being in this mode for so long what we weren't prepared for is for everybody to be in crisis mode and i'm very very proud of how Kerem Foundation was able to navigate 2020 and even 2021 because what we were able to do was stick to our values and make decisions based on our values and, and keep our team intact because our team is the majority of them are refugees. And we want to make sure that our team is going to be able to navigate this difficult time as well as being able to take our programs to the people that we serve in a fully different um, shape. You know, all of our programs went virtual, the kinds of things that we used to do so easily, like distribute funding to families, suddenly could not happen because people couldn't meet. And figuring out how to do these things actually 
really helped us develop our programs and develop our work. And so while it was a very difficult time, it was also a time of knowing that we're going to be able to take what we learned and move forward. 2022 becomes the moment, I think, for me, because I was watching this in 2021. And 2021, at some point, you're like, okay, come on, we have to move on, we have to get back, we have to do, we have to do the work, we have to move forward, we have to reopen our Karam houses, we have to do so much because you feel so stuck. And I think for me as CEO of this organization, feeling stuck is probably worse than being, it's definitely worse than being in emergency mode. And getting unstuck was the theme of 2022. It was actually every single thing that we accomplished this year was the result of a lot of struggle, um, whether it was all of the different kinds of struggles I spoke about earlier or a combination of that. And I see that. I see that out in the world. I see that with different organizations also working in the refugee space, in the Syria space, in the justice space. I see it with people working in the Ukrainian space. It's universal that the work is becoming very, very hard. And it's very, very hard to find that balance between being able to serve more people and being able to have, you know, a team that's healthy and being able to invest in people's well-being and their mental health and all of these kinds of things and develop people's professional um, career tracks. All of this is like this balancing act that in 2022, I think we did so many great things and despite these hardships that were the low points to talk about specifically things that we did that i'm very very proud of our programs are thriving we reopened our karam houses in istanbul and Rehande in turkey the kids came back i was able to see them in june when i visited and saw the reopening and knowing that that physical space that we had created years ago that was that's in Rehande, which is a town right on the Um, Syrian border in southern Turkey and in Istanbul, knowing that that physical space is so essential to the work that we do and that kids need that space. We've always known it. And that was the hardest part to lose during the pandemic when the space had to go virtual. It was good for a time, but it was not good long term because people need to meet the whole idea of these teenagers being able to have a place away from home that is safe, that they can meet each other, that they're able to connect, that they're able to heal together and build together is such an essential part of Kerem House. And it was so great to see that back. Now we have our kids making their last, they had a, just had a studio that they made friendly robots. They made all of these projects. We're continuing strong for 2023. If you don't follow our social media, Kerem House social media, um, you'll see a lot of the projects on Instagram please follow us and you can see the kids making all sorts of great things. Karam Scholars, I'm so proud of this year. After two years of not opening up an application cycle for Karam Scholars for for budgetary reasons, we opened it up this year and we welcomed 75 new students to Karam Scholars. And this is a program that supports Syrian refugee students in Turkey and in Jordan to attend university and get a chance at higher education. And so some of the stories of these new students that we've accepted are so incredible. Just two that I heard recently is one woman who is from a very conservative background and she has been accepted into Karam Scholars and she told us that she's the first person in her whole entire village to go to university. 
and that's really spectacular. She wants to become a doctor. And we have another person who is from the outskirts of Damascus and is, a, is one of the survivors of the siege that happened when the siege happened in the outskirts of Damascus. I think he's from Duma, I'm not sure. One of the suburbs of Damascus that went through very difficult times during the war. He was a fifth year dental student. He had to quit his university because of the war and the danger and became a medical volunteer with uh, the, the different groups in his town and was able to do so much work supporting other people and supporting the local field hospitals. And then he became a refugee and, was, and came to Turkey and he decided to repeat his dental education. And he is now a fifth year dental student who received our scholarship, which I think is such an incredible thing. Soon he'll be a dentist, a dentist with a full degree and be able to work in Turkey. And I think that that's just so wonderful for him to be able to accomplish his dreams. And all of that is through the support of our Kerem Foundation donors and supporters, all of you out there. Thank you. The work is so vital, so important and so urgent as it has ever been. So these kinds of things, we've been doing work with Kerem families, expanding Kerem families. We've done a lot of work for mental health support. We've also done work in 2022 that I'm very proud of, which is supporting vital organizations doing great work, um, like paper airplanes and reaching across borders. You're going to hear about these organizations in the next year. I want to share with you these organizations that are smaller than Kerem in their budget and in their team size, but are doing such an incredible work in the mental health space in Lebanon for reaching across borders, as well as in the language acquisition space that is done through volunteering, which is paper airplanes, and they do also more things than language. So I'm really excited to share more information about these organizations that we're supporting so that they can continue their important work serving refugee communities and displaced communities. This year, we've also had some harder moments that I think are pretty universal across the world where we've seen in different organizations and small companies and even big companies of people leaving the organization and moving on to do other things, which is very natural in the normal sense. But when it happens to a small nonprofit, it becomes like a little earthquake and sometimes a big earthquake. Uh, the, I feel very bittersweet about this because the people who have left our organization are people that are very near and dear to my heart and were integral to building the organization. They also left because, you know, for they want to move on to the next chapter of their careers. And so we're all still very close. It's still, you still feel it in a very deep way when people that are very essential to the organization move on. The other side of this is that you get to welcome new people to your team. And we've welcomed a few people as well. And I hope that you will meet them all in the coming year as we introduce them. I should bring people on the podcast to talk to them, more team members to talk to so you can meet our team. Our team is an incredible group of human beings. And so we've said hello to some vital people who have joined our team with a lot of experience in the nonprofit space. And we're really excited to continue to build Karam Foundation together with our team. So that's kind of like what this roller coaster year has been all about. It's a lot of goodbyes, a lot of hellos, a lot of trying to get back to where we were, a lot of trying to get beyond where we were, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes it's the reverse. And I'm looking forward to 2023 being this more even journey 
Uh, we have a lot of things that we're planning for 2023 in terms of the work inside the Karam houses. We want to try different things as well that you'll hear about. This podcast was a huge high for me in 2022, and we want to continue creating this podcast. The podcast team is just wonderful and incredible. Our comms team is so great. And so this podcast is made by a few people that uh, we're all learning how to make podcasts together. And I'm very proud of this effort because in the conversations I've had with guests in the past, and I know that we're still releasing the episodes as we go, it's incredible the fact that when people tell their story, especially when I hear the stories of our students, it hits me when I hear them and share them that how much people have forgotten about what uh, displaced people go through. Sometimes even I forget in the day-to-day -day of all these things I was telling you about before in terms of managing the nonprofit, getting the fundraising, and trying to deal with all the different pieces that you have to deal with to keep things going. And even though the mission is always at the core of the work, in the day-to-day -day, sometimes we forget about what it really is all about. And so when I'm doing the podcast and I'm talking to people about belonging, about home, about where they're from and how it's impacted their work and where they're going and hearing all the inspiration, it brings that mission really back to the forefront of why we're all here, why we're doing the work that we're doing, why we invest deeply in communities and why we believe so much that this investment is going to create real change in the future. And so the Belongings podcast has been such an incredible journey that we want to continue building better. I hope you all are listening to Belongings. So anybody on the Kerem side listening here, please subscribe to the podcast. I'd love to hear feedback, guest suggestions, things that can help us make this podcast better because we are committed to making this podcast on, in the long run. And I really hope that you've been enjoying it. So here I am on the day before the last day here at HQ and recording this audio end of year letter to all of you. And I'm reflecting on what does success actually mean? Because getting this office and getting to the point where we could actually have a space to do our work and have a team here in the U.S. was such a huge accomplishment for Kedem Foundation, a huge accomplishment for me. And it was a big moment of success for our organization. Losing it feels sad. And we go back to the idea of bittersweet because you know, when I'm here thinking about our team is going remote, we're so functional remote, we've proven that we don't actually need the physical office, we need to find different ways of creating our community as a team. And then you go back to this question of what does success mean? Where do you find success within the work? So success is not the physical space, the success really lies in the impact that we have on people and the impact of the work every day. And success even is not within the Kerem houses. It's traveling beyond it every day when we hear about the impact of kids doing incredible things after they've left, after they've graduated, when they've moved on, when they've moved on from Turkey. And this is something, a space of work that we are focusing on, which is to figure out where our leaders are and what they're doing and reporting all of that back to you as well in our monitoring and evaluation and learning piece that we are establishing the, in the next year. And we've started this work already, and I'm very, very proud of it and excited to share the data on, uh, on all of our work. And, you know, so tomorrow we are packing this place up. 
I'll be taking a lot of these items back to my home, back to the basement and setting that up as my personal office, being able to connect with everybody via Zoom and Google Hangouts and being virtual and meeting people when we travel. And, you know, it is in one ways, it is a step back and it also is a step forward. And I am thinking about it in that way in terms of where do we find the next stage of success and where do we grow and how we grow and doing all of that together as a team, together with all of you, with our supporters and together as a community is really essential to building the next stage of our work. So at the end of this end of year audio letter, I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've enjoyed this format. I'd like to wish all of you a very, very, very happy new year, happy holidays. I wish you blessed and joyful holidays with your families wherever you are. And I thank you all for supporting this podcast, for supporting Kerem Foundation, for supporting Syrian refugees, Syrian refugee communities, displaced people. I thank you for being part of the equation that is the high of the roller coaster. The reason why we can actually do this impactful work is because of all of you that are listening right now. I hope you can tell your friends about us. I hope that we stay together building this work together and building this mission together in the future. Our goal is to build 10,000 leaders for the future, and we are doing it one by one, person by person. I hope you all see your part in building that future and building these bright human beings' futures I know that this work is hard for all of us, and I appreciate everybody's contribution. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you for your keram. And I'll see you in 2023. Bye, everybody.